Good morning, my fellow friends, uh, or shall I say good afternoon. <laughs> it is Thursday here for the month of July. It's almost the end of the month now, but welcome to Real Talk with Evelyn. This morning, I am going to get into something totally different from what I normally do, and it's more of inspirational and spiritual, and for those that do want to hear it, awesome, great, and for those that might not because they're not into it, I encourage you to listen to it because it's something that we all need to hear in um, the times that we're living. So... I want you, it won't be long, it'll be short, but I want to start out with, um, it's about having faith. Faith in the times that we're living in, in the trials that we're going through, and what we need to do to grow from it. First of all, I want to start out with a quote, um, and it was by Edwin Lewis Cole, and I read about him a lot, um, There's a quote that he has, and it says, Have faith in God, because God has faith in you. It's funny, right? Because you would think, well, why would God have faith in us if he is in control of everything? But based on that quote, he, he never holds anything back from us. No matter what we do, he always believes in us. He always gives us the benefit of the doubt no matter what. And he has faith in us all the time. All the time. So if we, if he has faith in us, we should definitely, definitely have faith in him. Um, I am going to read to you uh, and talk to you about, you know, what it's like to endure trials but have hope at the same time. Um, in the Bible, I was kind of doing my studies this morning early. Uh, in the New Testament, the book of James. James is towards the end of the book. And it was written by the half-brother of Jesus. And that was uh, many, many, many years ago. I think it's somewhere before A.D. 50 or under 50-something. And um, many view James as an new testament equivalent to like the book of proverbs a lot of people looked at or do they look at james as that's pretty almost as equivalent to the book of proverbs in the old testament because it's a piece of wisdom it's a book that it's full of wisdom and um it's it's a practical letter it's describing the relationship between our faith and our everyday action And that's what the book of James, to me, expresses. Um, Just like in the book of Proverbs, it is a word of wisdom. So I'm going to go straight in. And in the book of James, in James 1 through 6, it reads like this. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. And he tells them, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, because whenever you face trials of many kinds, it produces because it produces because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. 
Now that's kind of hard for a lot of people to, you know, swallow. Um, most people say, how in the world is the test of so many of my trials going to produce perseverance for me to have hope and continue? That's what not too many people feel. But I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. So in verse 4, it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you might be mature and complete and not lack of anything. Because if any of you lacks wisdom, remember, if we lack wisdom, we need to ask God. You should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now, remember when I said in the beginning, the quote that I shared with you, if God can believe in you, then you should believe in him. And this is where it states, if we that lack wisdom and God generously without finding any kind of fault in us, he still gives us wisdom. Isn't that complete? You know, it's that's it's awesome. It's it really is. It's something that we really need to um kind of invest in and just kind of like just dig into and say wow that's really great because God is God and I'm just nothing but a grain of salt in this earth (laughs) making doing sin after sin after sin daily right Um, but enduring with hope like I said this is what the episode is about when I want you to think about this whenever there is some kind of a breaking news right on the news always it's a catastrophic event or it's an pending disaster, right? For instance, a volcano, um, hurricane, earthquake, just some type of impending disaster. What's the first thing that happens? The media outlet interrupts the regularly scheduled viewing. You can be watching something, a game, a series, a show, and the moment there is an impending disaster, the media just automatically interrupts that show. And they jump in without advance of warning you with the incredible urgency. And there's nothing that you can do to change it. So no matter how many times you might be watching a series or a show, and you know how the series and the shows, they have commercials that they have to go through. And sometimes if it's a live show, you cannot bypass the commercial. You, No matter how much you want to fast forward, you can't do that, right? You just have to listen to it or walk away from it or whatever. But in those impending disasters, the media, I mean, they automatically, they interrupt your schedule and they jump without any warning. And there's nothing that you can do about it. And sometimes life does that to us, you know, just as well. It definitely does. Challenges interrupts our regularly scheduled routine all kind of challenges they confront us without all type of warnings and those are the different challenges in our life they don't ask us can i come in and give you this challenge can i do this for you no they just have to come in and they just have to ruin our schedule routine like the cancer that unexpectedly appears and you don't want it but it does the car wreck catches 
us off guard. It, how many times you're driving in the middle of something and you hear something in the car, you're going off to work and, I, and you say, oh my Lord, Jesus help me right now because my car is going to die anytime soon. That is unexpectedly. We are handed the pink slip, for instance, and are forced to find a new job. It's not something you expected, but it happens. So the application we have set our hopes on are rejected. The applications that we have set on all those hopes, on trying to find a new job, on trying to do uh, an interview, whatever it is, it has been rejected. And those things catches us off guard. But in verse 2 of the scriptures of James, of today's passage, we see that the trials that we face are always inevitable. It's part of living in a fractured world. In this fractured world, it's always going to happen. And James, who had to watch his half-brother, which was Jesus, die on a cross, he writes that we can consider our trials pure joy. Now, can you really understand that? People say, how in the world are we going to consider our trials, my trial, pure joy? When my son passed away, I have to consider that pure joy when I get the news that I have cancer I'm supposed to consider that pure um you know my partner my spouse passed on I have to consider that pure joy how in the world am I going to consider that but he somehow this is James he somehow himself watched Jesus find joy even as he carried the cross can you believe that and James tells us that no matter what we will face trials too, the same way. And nobody gets out of it. Nobody in this world, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, we will not get out of it. We will face trials no matter what. So if we can't avoid them, so how do we navigate our way through them? There's got to be a way, right? There's got to be a way to find joy and peace in that. And you're going to say, no matter what, we're not going to find joy and peace. It might take you some time, but you will. So, and the reason to that is how we avoid that. We don't avoid it, but we can navigate through it. We are to receive Christ's joy and peace in our trial. Think about when Christ was carrying that cross down up to the Golgotha. He didn't murmur. He didn't anything. He just carried that load on him. He wasn't arguing with no one. He didn't have, uh, his face wasn't angry. He didn't have any of that. He was still dealing with it, with joy in his heart, even though it could have been something that he didn't want because he asked God, can you take away this cup that runs through me? But he knew that there was something coming after that. Uh, when trouble comes and the, the, the temptation is to kind of put us through anger, while anger is part of the process, it cannot never be our stopping point. Um, we get these, you know, scenarios that happen. And of course, the first emotion that we feel is anger. Anger, sorrow afterward, sometimes hate because, you know, somebody took our position, because, you know, how could this, you know, boss do this to me? But anger is part of the process. And James, he tells us that joy can surprisingly always emerge 
for those looking for it. So even if you don't think that you can have joy through all those situations, you believe you wouldn't believe how surprisingly you can feel joy through that. You know, and joy will find you if you really seek God. And then we are to request God's crisis wisdom. So after we request for his peace and his joy in our trial, we have to request for wisdom. Because verse 5 tells us that if we ask God for wisdom, he will freely give it to us. So open up your mouth and you ask for it. Wisdom. And that's how you have to understand why you're going through these trials. If you don't understand why you're going through this, then you don't will never find joy or you'll never understand why is it happening to you and finally in um, verse 9-11 of James 1 it's funny because uh, verse 9-11 that number 9-11 always pops up everywhere I go uh, <laughs> my clock every time I want to watch and see what time is it it's 9-11 something about that number 9-11 it must have some um, spiritual meaning for me Um, It was my son's birthday. It was a lot in there. But anyway, getting back to it, in verse 911 of James 1, it tells us that we are to release praise. So first we ask for joy, then we ask for wisdom, and then we are to release praise. Praise to the Almighty. We can trust God's character because he's going to make all things right. So we can begin to praise him in advance. Even if you don't think so, how are you in the world going to praise God when you're still feeling angry, when you're still feeling down, when you still feel like this is not happening to me? But if you open up your heart, because you know you're not going to solve it on your own, and you open up your heart and you ask God, you have to ask God to give you that peace, to give you somehow to find joy in this whole entire situation, and then to find, you know, besides wisdom, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Believe me. You can trust God's character, and he is going to make all things right. So how do we do this? We have to praise him. You know, we have to praise him in advance and stop the devil under our feet and tell him, no, you're not going to have this. You can throw anything you want at me, and you're not going to have my joy. You're not going to have my wisdom because I believe and I have faith in God. You know, your trial is a test. So don't be found wanting. Don't. Because yes, it is hard. But you have a healer. Yes, it is inconvenient. But you have a savior. So if you cling to him with all your commitments and watch him bring you through, that is the process. When you cling to him with all your commitment you have to surrender to him you have to give it all to him because in this world we will have trials and tribulation it's part of our life it is part of this world that we live in why because we entered in this world with sin you know when Adam and Eve and Eve took that apple, sin came into life. And from then on, we just have had to deal with it. But you know what? But we have to be mature and learn and commit to him 
and surrender to him in order for him to bring us through. So what are the things that we have to do? First of all, we are to receive Christ's joy in our trial and ask for that peace. Then we have to request Christ to give us wisdom so we can understand and he will freely give it to us. And finally, we have to praise him. Praise him no matter what. Why? Because Satan hates praises to the Lord. Remember, Satan was um, his big ministry with God was music, you know, praising and music, you know, and that was his downfall was when he wanted to be over God and that wasn't going to happen. So whenever we praise God, that will strike him down. That will strike him down all the time. So we praise him in the morning, praise him in the afternoon, and we praise him in the evening. And we stomp him under our feet and command him to flee. And guess what? He will resist. He will truly resist. So, my dear fellow listeners, I hope that today you um, find some kind of encouragement in these words and understand that in life that is what God wants for us he wants us to resist the enemy to ask and you shall receive to knock and the door shall be open through our trials and never forget that hope is alive in Christ Jesus well you guys have a great afternoon and remember no matter what comes your way today just smile of it at it and know that hey god's by your side jesus is right next to you and you will overcome god bless you guys and have a wonderful day